Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Getting excited yet? It's going to be Christmas soon. We're going to celebrate Christmas. Why do we really celebrate Christmas? Why is this the most celebrated holiday on the planet? So very soon we're going to be having a weekend and we're going to have you know, just a whole week of celebrations. Why do billions of people stop work and have parties in their homes and bring everybody together? What's it all really for? What's it a time for? You might say it's a time for spending, yeah? A time for resting, a time for family, a time for feasting. All those things can be true. But it's only when we look at the Bible we see the true reasons for Christmas and the blessings of Christmas. And we're looking at that in this series at Ivy. In our year of blessings, God is not done blessing you yet. And I, I want us to look closely at what God told the shepherds out in the fields near Bethlehem on the night that Jesus was born the very first Christmas, because the angels had come from heaven with the truth, with the reality of what was actually going on here on the earth. Nobody could understand on the earth what was going on. Heaven had to explain it. So Matthew chapter 2, read with me. It says, verse 8, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, what did he say to them? Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Why? I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. That's a celebration. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. That's salvation. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, we need to make a decision. Okay, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. That passage tells us everything that we really need to know about the real meaning of Christmas. People sometimes talk about the real meaning of Christmas. You know what? You're not going to find that meaning. You're not going to find that purpose of Christmas in the shops or on TV or online. You're not going to find it on the news, which loves to bring bad news, because bad news keeps us scrolling or keeps us afraid, so we consume more news as it grabs our attention and feeds those fears, so we get more and more and more of it. No, the angels here announce to those ordinary, unreligious, working-class people, good news for you. Good news of great joy for everyone. They were the first to hear it. But they should not be the last because everybody needs to know this. You, me, everybody in every nation and every background, every place and every time, there's very good news. And they said to them, you don't have to be afraid anymore because God really is at work in the world right now. And we've come from heaven to tell you. Now, what they did with the message was, of course, up to them, just as it is with you and with me. They were told the real 
true purpose of Christmas, what God was doing through it. On the very first Christmas, it was all made clear. When Jesus was being born, before all the angels then got so excited and started singing, one angel announced those three things, the three purposes of Christmas. We discover here from what they were told that Christmas is a time for celebration. That's number one. Christmas is a time for celebration. And we see it's a time for salvation as well. And then as we read on and find out what the rest of the choir sang, we find out that Christmas became for them a time for decision because they had to go and look for themselves. First of all, they found out that Christmas really is a great time for celebration. You know, no wonder it's such a party. But not because of the bargains and the booze. I mean, all those things can just leave you feeling emptier at the end of it all. No, the angels said, Jesus coming to earth is great news. It's good news of great joy for everybody. And loads of angels, as we said, all turned out to the party too. God loves a party. But what kind of party is it if you don't get invited to discover and meet the person that the party is all about? If you don't forget this Christmas, it's a birthday party. How often does that actually get forget, forgotten amongst all the festivities? People, you know, have so many parties at this time of the year. Work parties and family parties and whatever. But the guest of honour is totally left out. He doesn't even get a mention. Imagine being invited and then going to a party and not even singing happy birthday to the one that it's all about. The real joy of celebration this Christmas is when you find out it's Jesus's birthday party. God has come to earth to be with us. And do you know what kind of God he is? According to the Bible. If you look through the scriptures, you're going to see the, this real God, the real God, he's not a killjoy. He actually really does love parties. The Bible says God is a happy God. And he's massively into parties and celebrations. You're going to read all about all kinds of parties all the way through the Bible, God inviting people to them. He actually has one planned for the end of time. The best party that you will ever go to, and it's going to last forever and ever. And he wants you to be there celebrating it with him. You're invited, but you do have to say yes to the RSVP. Just like the angels told the shepherds, they got invited to come to Jesus' party. And you are also invited. Not because we earn it or deserve it, just because he loves us. A group of people were recently polled with the question, what are you celebrating at this Christmas time? And here's what they said. They said things like, the most popular answers, what are you celebrating this Christmas? Well, they said, top answer, family, our family. Being home for the holidays, two-thirds of people said that. Family, being together. And that's good. But there's a lot more to celebrate than that. And we know sometimes families have their struggles too because this world is broken. Anyway, next most popular box ticks. What are you celebrating? Other people put not a lot or nothing. Other people just because there's space there said, I just want to get through it. Lots of people feel that way at this time of year. I'm not celebrating. It's not worth celebrating for me. I just want to get through it. Maybe you feel like that. That's because you don't know that Christmas is meant to be a celebration and why it is. When you know who we're celebrating, you're going to know why we're celebrating and why it's good news of great joy for you. What's the good news? Number one, God loves us. Number two, God is with us. Number three, God is for us. That's always worth celebrating. Do you know? Do you know how much God loves you? 
that he gave his only son to come into the world to save us. Actually, God made you to love you. And he's always going to love you. He loves you on your good days as much as on your bad days. He loves you when you feel it and when you don't. Because his love isn't based on what you do. It's based on who he is. And the Bible says God is love. By the way, it doesn't say love is God. Some people just worship love and and make love whatever they want it to be. But no, it doesn't say that. It says God is love. God defines what real love is. And it's self-sacrificing. It's not all about me. This kind of love, nothing you can say or do can ever make God stop loving you. And not only does God love you, but he's promised, if you ask him, he's going to be with you too, all the time. People think you can't know God. But at Christmas, this is when we find out God has come and shown us exactly what is life. God has a face. It's the face of Jesus. Christmas. We know from that survey, it's a lonely time for too many people. Those shepherds were the loneliest outcasts in their society, but they got the first invitation to come to Jesus. We heard that last week, one of Jesus' titles is Emmanuel, and it just means God is with us. Whatever happens, God will never abandon you. He made us to love us and to love each other, to be in a community, a supernatural community that's all about him. And not only that, but he's for you. He's on your side. When somebody asked Jesus who he was and why he came, he said, God did not send me as his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. He's come to save the world. That's good news. And that means you and me personally, as well as globally. God made the world. He knows everything that's gone wrong with it and everything that's bad in it. And he knows what's gone wrong and bad in your life and mine too, what we've done and what others have done to us. But he didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save it. Christmas is God coming and showing us his face. And there's a smile on his face that says, I love you. I want to be with you. I want you to be with me forever. I want to celebrate you. I want you to celebrate me. It's good news of great joy for everybody, whatever your religious background, whatever you've done or not done with your life so far. However you ended up here right now, whether you were you know, kind of glad or you, somebody dragged you along and said, oh, you should go along and watch this message. God wanted you to hear this so that he could say to you personally, I love you, I'm with you. Christmas is a time for celebration. I want you to be part of that. And the second reason for Christmas is salvation. We read, the angel said to the shepherds, today in the town of David, that's Bethlehem, a saviour, because this is a salvation party, this is the salvation part, has been born for you. It's personal. And he is, who is he? Christ, which means Messiah, the Lord. He's God. Somebody said, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, God sent us a saviour. I don't know what you think you need right now, but God knows what you need most of all. And you can't buy it in the shops. This is what we all need. Whether you say you want something for Christmas, I don't know about what you want for Christmas, but we need a saviour. The fact that he sent his son to be your saviour means you need a saviour. And until he saves you, you're not saved. You've probably heard Christians talk about being saved. And it sounds like some religious thing. But you know what? You already know what it means to be saved, to be rescued, to be set free, to be 
released. When I was a police officer, they taught us life-saving. It was one of the things that you did as part of the training, you know, for drowning people, to be a lifeguard. You had to get that qualification. And they said, remember, you can never save anybody who's trying to save themselves. You know, you get people and they're like, they're just going to drag you under because they're trying to save themselves. The fact is, we all sin. No other sinner can save me. They can give me advice, but they're all only human too. We need somebody who would come, somebody who'd never sinned, who could save us. And Jesus is God's son. That's what they were told. Fully human and fully God. He never, ever sinned. That's why only Jesus can save us from our sin. But we have to stop trying to save ourselves and saying, I'm good enough and it's not so bad and I'll just make it better myself or I'll try harder. We have to stop pretending to be perfect and get forgiven instead. You know, if we sat down, just you and me, for half an hour or so, I could tell you all about my own search in my life, my own sins, my own story. But what I found out was that for a long time I was looking for success or significance, but really, actually, I was looking for salvation in all the wrong places. You might have been looking for salvation in the wrong places or the wrong people, looking for somebody else to come and save you and make your life whole and better. That's why you get frustrated, looking for someone or something to give you meaning and peace in life, but never, ever finding it. Oh, if I could just find the right one, or I could just be the right one, or if I could just get that job, if I could just get that holiday, if I could just get that raise, if I could just get that six-pack, I mean six-pack of either variety, Everything would be great, but then you get it and it isn't great. If we could just find that perfect gift this Christmas, you're looking for that gift in the wrong places. You're looking under the wrong tree. Did you know in the Bible they called the cross the tree? They said that was the place where Jesus became a curse for us so we could be blessed. We can be blessed with the the gift of salvation. He paid the price for our sins in full so we can be free and forgiven forever. Saved, healed, delivered, set free. Do you know Jesus' name, as it's, it was told here, literally means it's God to the rescue. The first purpose of Christmas then is celebration. Say celebration. Yes. Good news of great joy for everybody. The second Christmas meaning is it's all about salvation. For to you is born this day a saviour. He is Christ the Lord. But Christmas meant one more thing for those shepherds. This is a result of what the shepherds heard. Let me read it. When the great army of angels had returned to heaven, the message has come to them. The shepherds said to each other, come on, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see, see for ourselves this wonderful thing that's happened. Let's go to Jesus. Let's go and see this thing which the Lord has told, about us, told us about. And then they ran to the village and they found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the mangers. They came to Jesus themselves. The shepherds told everybody what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child and all who heard the shepherd's story expressed astonishment. But Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and often thought about them. You know, she thought about these shepherds who turned up and what the angels had told them and, and you know, that she figured out too that Christmas means celebration and salvation because she knew her baby was there and God had spoken to her that he was God coming to the rescue. That's what it looks like from heaven's perspective. That's what the angels sang all about. But for us, like the shepherds, Christmas means you have to make a decision. What are you going to do with the message? I don't know how long they discussed it. It doesn't say. I don't know how long they sat there scratching their eyes, rubbing their eyes, 
or washing their socks by night, like we used to think they sang when I was a kid, but then they made a decision. How do we know? Because we tend to think a decision is just a mental thing, an internal thing that nobody can see. But they didn't just think about it. You could do that one night, one day, one month, one year, one life, and never do anything about it. They didn't just decide to believe something. They made a decision to do something about what they said they believed and what they'd heard. Come on, they said, let's go. Let's go and see. My friend James Keyes used to talk about a story. He said, three seagulls sat on a stump of wood. One decided to fly away. How many seagulls are there now? Three. Because their decision that doesn't lead to action doesn't change anything. A real decision is one that changes us. It changes our direction. And that's the only way God can change our destiny forever. Did you notice how after they met with Jesus, they were like, oh man, this is so great. Let's go and tell everybody. Let's not keep this to ourselves. That's what it is to be a Christian. It's just somebody who's discovered something so wonderful, you want everybody else to know it. You know, they're like, even if nobody else believes us, we've got to tell somebody. It's the best thing that ever happened. Jesus is the greatest. This is the best decision we ever made to come to Jesus. I'd stay, say exactly the same thing, 100% about the day I decided to not just learn a bit more about Jesus, but to say, I'm going to go to him, I'm going to follow him, I'm going to do what he wants with the rest of my life from now on. So here's my invitation to you. How about you? What if God knew before you were born that you would be here watching, listening to this message right now? I am no angel, but I have got good news of great joy for you. It's about a saviour. His name is Christ the Lord. His name is Jesus because he can save you from your sins like he saved me from mine. He can give you eternal life and offer you hope today and forever. He can give you peace the world cannot give. All those blessings. There's so many more. We're going to look at in this series. All these things that are really worth celebrating. And he's saying to you, I want to spend time forever with you. That's why I came. I've never stopped loving you. I've seen everything happy, everything, every hurt in your life. I love you. I'm with you. I'm for you. I came to search for you and to save you because I have a great purpose for you. If you will just turn away from everything you know to be wrong, if you just say, I do, I do want to follow you, I will come to you, then he will give you peace and hope and joy nobody can take away. So will you do that? Talk to him now, wherever you are. He's listening. He never forces, but he's asking you. I want to invite you to pray with me in just a moment and to say yes as a response to that message. See, if, if you gave me a Christmas gift, but I never opened it, how would you feel? You'd be disappointed, wouldn't you? You'd be hurt. It'd be a worthless gift because I receive no benefit from a gift that's not been opened. But Jesus Christ is God's most precious priceless Christmas gift to you but if you just go another Christmas if, if another Christmas comes and goes in your life and you never said yes why are you celebrating Christmas at all unless you open the best gift to have your past forgiven purpose for living the hope of heaven that's all there for you what's your decision going to be so maybe wherever you are now God's there with you just perhaps bow your head as you become conscious of his presence close your eyes think and, and pray talk to him and listen to what he says to you. I'm going to invite a simple prayer that you can pray with me right now. This is the awesome privilege we have of talking to the creator of the universe who says to you, you can call me Father because of Jesus. This is the kind of prayer I prayed many years ago. When I became a friend of God, I came into his family, his forever family. Don't let anything put you off. There'll never be a better time than right now. Don't wait for Christmas. 
Christ has come to you now. And I'm praying just a moment. If the words express something of the desire of your heart, just as you go along in your mind, talk to him and say, Lord, yeah, I, I, I will. Yes, count me in. Me too. Yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Thank you for coming to find me this Christmas. You know, contact us, Ivy Church, look on the website and, and tell us that you've done this and we'll pray and celebrate that decision that you're making right now as you pray this out loud with me. Why don't you just pray? Dear God, I know I've got a lot to learn and a long way to go, but I want to get to know you. I don't understand it all, but thank you that you dived into the mess and the darkness of this world to be the Messiah, to be the saviour of the world. And you never stopped loving me. Thank you that you've been with me all my life, even when I didn't recognise it. Thank you that you're for me. I admit, I've sinned. I need a saviour. So right now I say yes to the greatest Christmas gift, your son Jesus Christ, to save me from my past, to save me from myself, to save me for you forever. Like the Carol says, cast out my sin and enter in, be born in me today. Please, Lord, come and fill me with your peace, fill me with yourself, with your love, and help me like the shepherds to go and share with others the peace and forgiveness that I found in you at this Christmas time. And Lord Jesus Christ, it's your name by which I pray. And I want to live my life now for your glory, for your purposes and your plans forever. Amen. Amen.